Hello, this is Saeedul Zaman from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 24th of April. The Delhi police has asked for a report from the committee formed by the Ministry of Sports to look into sexual harassment allegations against Wrestling Federation of India President Bridge Bhushan Sharan Singh. An officer told PTI today. The development comes a day after numerous athletes, including Commonwealth Games gold medalist Vinesh Bhogat and Olympic bronze medalist Sakshi Malik and Bajrang Punia, resumed their protest at Delhi's Jantar Mantar. A five-member oversight committee led by famed boxer MC Maricom was announced by Union Sports Minister Anurag Thakur on 23rd of January to examine charges against Singh. The accusations against Singh, an MP for the BJP from Kesar Ganj in Uttar Pradesh, were initially made on the 18th of January during a protest at Jantar Mantar. However, after lengthy discussions with Union Sports Minister Anurag Thakur, the athletes decided to call off the protest. A sexual harassment complaint against Singh was made by seven female wrestlers, one of whom was a minor at a police station in Kanaut Place. An FIR has not been filed yet. Prior to the formation of the committee by the Ministry of Sports to look into the allegations, the Wrestling Federation had an ethics committee described as the quote-unquote sexual harassment committee, News Laundry reported in January. The committee did not comply with all the norms listed under the Sexual Harassment of Women at Workplace Act or the Posh Act. There were three major violations. One, that it was led by a man and not a senior woman employee. Second was that it lacked an external member. Third was that it had only one woman as against the requirement of 50% strength as per the law. Comedian Kunal Kamra's plea challenging the change to the information technology rules will be heard by the Bombay High Court on Thursday, Indian Express reported. The amendment allows the government to use a fact-checking unit to uncover fake news about itself on social media platforms. According to Live Law, the Bombay High Court on Monday said that the new amendments to the information technology rules doesn't initially appear to provide protection for parody or satire. The centre appealed for the hearing to be postponed till next week to enable Solicitor General Tushar Mehta to appear in the case but was rejected by the court today. The amendment announced earlier this month regulates internet gambling and news about the union government. According to the rule, the Union Ministry of Information and Technology will notify a fact-checking body with the power to tag any information in respect of any business of the central government as fake or false or misleading. The government had specified that the fact-checking division of the Press Information Bureau, which is under the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting or any other body authorized by the centre will have the authority to label news as fake when the draft rules were first made public in January. The Press Information Bureau's fact-checking division, which has come under fire for putting its fake news label on comments that the authorities themselves later confirmed as being true, is not included in the final amendments that were notified on April 6th. Subhash Chandra Goenka, head of the Z Group, is best known for introducing India to content. He founded India's first 24-7 private news channel and private satellite TV in the 1990s, the first of what would be a multi-crore industry in India. He was also one of India's only media moguls. The Jains and Billas are unlike him, family-owned. And more exciting still, he was a self-made media mogul. He loves to tell the story of how he came to Delhi at the age of 17 from a small town in Haryana with just rupees 17 in his pocket. Chandra went on to diversify into a bouquet of unrelated businesses, packaging, tubes, amusement parks and infrastructure. But Chandra's house of cards has now collapsed. The man who went from 17 rupees in his pocket to a 30,000 crore rupee empire has spent the last few years repaying debts. If you are interested in knowing more about the media mogul, then do read my colleague Tanishka Sodhi's profile of Chandra title, 
Subhash Chandra's collapsing house of cards on the News Laundry website. We have been able to bring you such reports because we are funded by you and not by corporations or the government. Your support is all we ask for. If you aren't a subscriber already, become one today. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Prime Minister Narendra Modi launched various projects today on the occasion of National Panchayati Raj Day, PTI reported. The projects include the integrated e-gram Swaraj and government e-marketplace portal for the procurement of goods and services at the panchayat level and redevelopment of Gwalior railway station. At a gathering in the Rewa area of Madhya Pradesh, the Prime Minister flagged off three trains besides virtually launching the projects. The goal of the e-gram Swaraj and government e-marketplace integration is to make it possible for panchayats to advertise their products and services. At the event conducted in Rewa, Modi also virtually officiated the Grah Pravesh for 4.11 lakh Pradhan Mantri Awas Yojana beneficiaries. He also inaugurated various projects worth 7,853 crore rupees under the Jal Jeevan Mission. The Prime Minister will also visit an exhibition showcasing development of various departments at the main venue. In order to increase public participation and guarantee that all the advantages of government programs are received, PM Modi also launched the Joint Steps Towards Development campaign. He dedicated several railway projects totaling about 2300 crore rupees and laid the foundation stone for them. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear a plea seeking an independent probe into the shooting of gangster turned politician Atiq Ahmed and his brother Ashraf on Friday, PTI reported. On the 15th of April, while being escorted by police to a medical college for a checkup, Atiq and Ashraf were shot dead at point blank range by three persons posing as journalists in the middle of a media interaction. Additionally, the petition submitted by attorney Vishal Tiwari requests an investigation into 183 encounters that have taken place in Uttar Pradesh since 2017. On Monday, Tiwari raised the issue for an urgent hearing before a bench that included Chief Justice D.Y. Chandrachud and Justice P.S. Narsimha. He informed the bench that although his plea was scheduled to be heard on Monday, it has not been listed. The CJI said that some cases have not been listed since five judges are not available. In the appeal it was requested that an expert committee be formed to look into the deaths of Atiq and Ashraf. South Korea has formally added Japan back to its list of nations it treats with preferential trade 3 years after the neighbors demoted each other's trading status amid a diplomatic dispute fueled by historical resentments Reuters reported. To support the US led pressure campaign against Moscow for the crisis in Ukraine The South Korean Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy announced the decision through a government gazette on Monday. It also claimed Seoul will further restrict technology and industrial exports to Russia and its ally Belarus. In an effort to combat the threat posed by North Korea, Seoul and Tokyo are attempting to mend fences after years of tension. They are also tightening the three-way security cooperation with Washington. North Korea has accelerated the testing of nuclear-capable missiles by taking advantage of the war's distractions. On the basis of the procedures to change Japan's export laws, South Korean officials anticipate Tokyo would also reinstate Seoul as a preferred trading partner, but they anticipate that step requiring more time. Prior to this, South Korea had removed Japan from its white list of countries receiving fast-track approvals in trade, which was a reaction to a similar move by Tokyo. South Korea had filed a complaint with the World Trade Organization after Japan tightened export regulations on crucial chemicals that South Korean businesses used to manufacture semiconductors and displays. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. 
Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.